Hello, hello, and welcome to Black Sky Legion, episode 125. This one is entitled The Greatest Space MMO Ever and Its Legacy. Uh, yeah, today is Friday, the whatever of whatever. And uh, I am drinking uh, a very, very tasty uh, Dragon's Milk Peanut Butter Stout. To go along with the Ellen Cottonville Brewing Company Sugar Cookie Ale that I just finished. Uh, I am your host, Kai Zen. It's Friday night. It's time to crack open a beer, grab a slice of pizza, and uh, let's talk about some Space Fidge games. What do you think? What do you think? Along with me tonight, we've got, of course, my XO. Uh, in all things online, the guy who handles all the paperwork, so I don't have to. We got Wolf Dragon. Say hello to the beautiful people. Wolf. Yep, that's right. You heard it out of the horse's mouth. Kai is lazy as fuck. Uh, I have got some of six and twenties uh, old money made into uh, what the head distiller there now knows as my bougie old fashions, and they are delicious. And that guy does amazing, amazing work. Go buy some. Hell yeah. Holy crap. Hell yeah, hell yeah. And also, we've got the tactician, the main man, Tweak74, Tweaked in the house. Say hello to the beautiful people, Tweaked. Hello, everybody. Friday night. We made it through another week. And we're going to have a good time, I believe. Hell yeah. What you drinking tonight? What kind of flavor coffee you got? Yep. Tonight, I, I went back to the flavors. I've got chocolate raspberry coffee this evening, which sounds weird, but again, it's quite good. Yeah, yeah. And wait, hang on, hang on. Tweak, did you see my uh, suggestion for what you should change your coffee <laughs> I, to? I did. 25% alcohol. Yeah, that, that might be. <laughs> yeah, a, bu a buddy of mine gave me a bottle of Mr. Black's coffee liqueur. It is handmade in Australia. It is really good. I was pre-gaming with that, and uh, I'm really glad I didn't pour the full glass of it because, oof. Yeah, right? Uh, we also have Elix from the Star Citizen Research Group. Say hello to the beautiful people, Elix, and tell them what you're drinking. Good evening, Earthlings. Tonight, I'm drinking some Lot 40 Canadian rye. I'm killing this what's left in this bottle. Unlike most of the stuff that I mentioned from Canada, you might actually have a chance of getting this one. Nice, nice. Very cool, very cool. I'll put it on the list. We also have... Lady Rain Cloud, say hello to the beautiful people, Rain. Tell them what you're drinking. Hi, um, hi everybody. I'm drinking some Coke and also drinking that. Gee, I wish I I could have played Star Wars Galaxy's Kool Aid. Oh hell yes. Uh, we're gonna be talking about that later. And we've also got my main man from Californistan. Say hello to the beautiful people, Chad. <laughs> tell them what you're drinking tonight. Uh, hello, beautiful people from sunny California. It was 93 degrees two days ago. Goddamn. Goddamn. You, yeah. you screwed that one up, Kai. You should have said your main man from California, Stan, Chad Lowsan. Yeah, you know what? You're right. That, that's a better way to do it. I'm not Re that bright. Re rehearsals were always good. Yeah, yeah. Um, just just a diet Snapple peach tea tonight. Ooh, nice. Very. They do, do they have the still, they have the little factoids on the top of the bottle for you? On the cap? Uh. Uh, not the one, not this one I have. It's, it's, it comes in a plastic bottle with the plastic okay. top. But, all right, all yeah. right, all right, very cool. All right, so let's get right to it. Uh, you may have noticed that we started off the show 
with visuals from Nomansky. Um, God damn, have I been having fun this week playing No Man's Sky. I've been playing the expedition, doing all the stuff. You go, it's uh, this one is all like about exobiology and stuff with that. And I've been running around, taking pictures of new different types of flying creatures and milking things and making a cake and like writing things and fucking feeding all the animals and getting a feeding frenzy. Like it's been so like, okay, look, I get it. Like, oh, this game is for some people. This game is not for some people, whatever. Like legitimately, you could get it for like 30 bucks or whatever, 20 bucks on sale. No Man's Sky just two, three times a year just says like, okay, even if you're done with this game, which you can play that game for a billion hours and not be done with it. There's so much shit to do. But even if you're like, okay, I've done it all. I'm now retired. Three times, four times a year, they're just like, here's a new adventure. And it's so cool because you start over with a brand new character on a planet of their choosing and it's a curated experience basically what you're getting for free several times a year is here's a dungeons and dragon module here's an adventure the dm is already sort of it's the computer it's 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 whatever the shit is like set up but they drop you in on a very specific planet it's not like oh it's randomized it's they drop you on a very specific planet everybody starts on the same one for the little adventure um when they first drop these things, you might, maybe, maybe, I could see saying to people, like, because I don't ever do them the first week they drop. I, I do them, like, a week or two in. Because, yes, day one, I've done one of these on day one, and it's like, oof, it's 9,000 people, and it's all of the same sort of obnoxious thing of, of starting zones and MMOs where you're you're fighting with 900 other people for the resources and whatever, and that sucks. Wait a week and just pop in. And it's chilled out at that point. There's, you'll see a couple people here and there, but the main crowd have like washed by and you get to experience this experience. And it's, it's just so good. You, they're they're like, okay, they put you here. They give you a checklist of like, these are your objectives. You got to do this, this, that. And it's always like, you've got like phase one, phase two, like all the way up to like phase five. And each phase has like five objectives, but like, it's a continuing story. You're basically playing through like a, a a space, the Nomansky version of a Dungeons and Dragons module where it's like, here's your mission, go achieve these things. It's super, super cool. It's on a new save. It doesn't mess up your other game, your other stuff. If you're like actively doing other stuff, doesn't mess that up at all. And when you're done, once you've completed the objectives, it unlocks, not for that character, it unlocks for you, for your account, account account-wide based, like, skins and things, like special doodads and special limited time things that you can get where it's like, I did this mission back when they had it, and I got a special jet pack or I got a special gun or I got a special ship that only, you know, you get it by, by doing it there when you can do it. And like, even forget the rewards themselves, just doing it. It's just so fucking fun. It's, it is so super cool. I've been having so much fun all week doing it. 
Uh, has anybody else played either the new update or specifically the new uh, the new adventure? They call them expeditions in in Nomansky. Has anybody played either of those? And if so, what do you guys think? Me, unfortunately, would be a resounding no. <laughs> okay, all right, whatever. Like I, I haven't. Mm -hmm. I haven't, but I mean, all I really <clears throat> gotta say is just, you know, No Man's Sky is not a perfect game. It's not for everyone, but if it's for you, they just keep on fucking killing it every single quarter. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Um, sorry, real quick, Wolf, did you message Bio and tell him to get on for the thing? He's not gonna make it. Okay, no worries. We'll just do this. Um, all right, go ahead and uh, go ahead and pop that pot now. All right. Um, so okay, whatever. I but I you guys haven't tried it yet. I've been having so much fun. I strongly recommend, especially Wolf. I know you've had fun with it. <clears throat> You're gonna love the expedition. It's super super cool. And if you have I, any I'm questions, I'm looking I can... forward to it. I know I know time's <laughs> getting short on it, but. Mm -hmm. IRL aggro has been fucking real. You got so. about another. You got about another week. It goes away, I think, on April fourth. So you got about another uh, week. I got time. All right. So, <clears throat> yeah, um, that is cool. And we'll be talking more Nomansky next week. Obviously, they continue to do good things with it, and you know, yeah, that's good stuff. All right. So next up, let's talk about Elite Dangerous. What is there to say? Well, they did uh, the new, they did their second, uh, what is it called? Frame Shift Live. They did their second stream. I think maybe somebody over there listens to our show because Honest Arf was like, well, they started again with, hey, let's talk about Twitch drops. Yay. But then they transitioned into, hey, Honest Arf had, did a little testimonial where he's like, <clears throat> hey, guys. I'm sorry that last week on the show we completely just ignored. I completely ignored the fact that we've been missing for like the last six months and and whatever. Uh, I should have probably addressed that and we should have talked about things and whatever. <clears throat> uh, but, you know, I'm human. I make mistakes. I'll try to do better next time. Didn't actually still didn't talk about the things, but apologized for not talking about the things last week. So. Shrug. Um. <clears throat> Then, though, they did transition, and he made a statement that I found telling about what I think is coming in the future. And he literally said, you know, we're working on things, blah, blah, blah. He said, well, <clears throat> you know, people are asking, what about those dev streams? What about, you know, stuff coming? And he said, well, last year when we did all of those streams... We were in a different environment. We were doing way more regular updates <clears throat> to, you know, get the game where it needs to be. We are no longer in that position. So we're going to get in here, Wolf. We're going to um, sort of not be doing those as regularly. But we will let you know as and when things happen going forward. Now, to me, <clears throat> what that indicates, and he didn't explicitly say it, but my guess, reading between the lines, is what that means is, yeah, we're, we've cut people loose now. This is what you're going to get on Odyssey for the most part. 
So whereas before we had all hands on deck to try to fix the shit show that was Odyssey, we've now, we're now sending people back to, okay, you go work on Warhammer, you go work on Formula One, you go work on this, you go work on Planet Coaster, you go work on Zoo, Tycoon, whatever, all the shit. And Elite is transitioning back into sort of situation normal mode, which means, as he explicitly stated, you're not getting those monthly dev diaries, although I'm sure they will at some point do stuff. And you're getting back to the sort of more diminished, more expect a lot less of these fairly regular whatever updates. And I think that that is a thing that I called a while back and everybody was like, no, that's not going to be the thing. And it's definitely the thing. He more or less explicitly said so. Um, Other than that, it was just more sort of general fluffage and it was the community stuff. It was, you know, hey, look, there's a cool video. Oh, look, here's some pretty pictures. Oh, you know, we love our community so much. Uh... Yeah, so that's that's where things are at. Anybody uh, else see the stream? Got anything that I missed and or have any thoughts on what, what I picked up? Hop in. I, I, I actually watched it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, I noticed that they were nuking negative comments within seconds of them oh, being yeah. typed in. I mean, just... Bam, 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 bam. I'm like, Holy and there were crap. many, and there were so like it was overwhelmingly negative comments that were being nuked. It was like, yeah, there was a lot to nuke there. Yeah, it was pretty nukeified. Uh, wow, it was quite a, a <laughs> show, to say the least. And rightly, everyone felt that they were ignoring the larger issue. And you're right, Arf did say all those things. Uh, if it felt like they were like saying like, well. Welcome to maintenance mode. Um, here's the CG. Everyone will go to a station called Ridley Scott, then argue about Ridley Scott movies for the next 45 minutes, which is what they did. Yep. Yep. So, so that... I didn't... Go ahead. Sorry. I didn't watch the stream. Um, I don't watch those streams. I'm banned anyway. Um, and from what I'm hearing, I think the game is going into maintenance mode. I think that um, they continue to show their incompetence and lack of professionalism, and they continue to show that they can't disappoint me any further than they already have because they've kind of gone absolute rock bottom, you know? So congratulations, uh, Frontier. You've shown everybody just how utterly incompetent you are. Tweet? Yeah. I mean, the, the, the exact wording, I believe, was furthering the azimuth saga. So, okay, maybe on foot Thargoids at some point, which we've all expected. So maybe that could be okay. Mm -hmm. But then they said future content and what was the other word? Did they actually say DLC? No, they did not say DLC. But then he said, but then he said, we've got plans, but we can't tell you any of it. And we don't want to ruin any surprises. So as well, far as I'm, as far as I'm concerned, the last five, <laughs> the the last four years of Elite Dangerous has been we've got lots of plans, but we can't tell yeah, you that's it. That's exactly and right. It, it came I to agree. fuck all. So I'm, totally I totally agree. I refuse to give you any fucking play off of your nebulous, unspecified plans because 
they planned for Elite Dangerous to come out on console. Look how well that worked out. Yeah, yeah. Give us a roadmap. <laughs> it seems like a lot of FUD. Fear, uncertainty, doubt. So they're trying to get people to stay around because, oh, we have stuff coming. It's going to be cool. Don't leave. No, they do. I, and I believe them. I absolutely believe they have stuff coming. I believe that they have another six to nine months of story shit to sort of drivel out over whatever. And I believe that Elite will be more fun to play for those six to nine months. I really, really do. And I believe that at that point, they're going to say, we have plans for the future of Elite and we're looking into it and we're trying to whatever. And then they won't, they'll be radio silent for about a year. And then <clears throat> they will release some half-hearted... Elite Dangerous is very near and dear to my heart, but uh, at this point, <laughs> the game has uh, reached its uh, conclusion. We're going to maintain the servers and let you enjoy the game that you love so much for years to come. They're going to then fucking maintenance mode it, just completely let it go, and in whatever, three years, four years, five years, when Star Citizen finally releases and it gets all of its fucking hype and it stirs up the pot and everybody's talking about space games are the new hot hot, David Braben will float a line and, you know, I'm considering, you know, me too. I'm electric, you know, Elite Dangerous 2, Electric Boogaloo, come down and enjoy the fun and <clears throat> and we'll, we'll, and at that point, I don't know, man. I think a lot of, like at that point, who knows? Maybe he gets a good chunk of people back based off the nostalgia of original Elite and the fact that if you wait four years quietly, people, like their hatred will sort of, their anger for, for where we're at at this moment will have subsided some. But like, I, I also think there's a very good chance that a lot of people are like, uh, fuck you, you burned that bridge. But we'll see. Um. But so you guys also picked up, though, on what I was saying as far as like oh, that comment sure. about where you said like, you know, people are asking about the dev because I don't think he meant to say that quite as clearly. But I read between the lines because he said people are talking about, you know, when's the next dev update because we were doing those monthly. But that was when we were doing more regular updates to the game and we're transitioning now to a, like bringing the game back to more of you know it's regular course which let's be honest it's regular course was you got fleet carriers and that's it in the last right. five years of the game so yep. if that's the regular course then you can potentially if you take him at his word expect something that's halfway decent in five years but considering when the game was released it was released with a 10-year plan and we're now almost at the end we're we're, we're coming into year nine that means you kind of can't expect anything as far as i'm concerned but um so that's that's where there's at they're at <clears throat> cg wise there's some you know some some neat stuff happening there <laughs> you've got some stories some galnet stories of you know oh the empress arissa Lavinia duvall placed bodyguards with all of the uh house of Duvall people, all of those, you know, potential rivals and or family members. And I think I think I, it, this seems to me that this is so fucking obvious that this is like there was a false flag. She was never kidnapped for a year and locked in a crowd chamber. She was the one pulling the strings behind the NMLA the entire time. And the story is going to be like, surprise, treachery, the Sardaukar. Oops. I mean, bodyguards that she placed with all of her 
long lost fucking cousins and shit are going to all at her command, you know, execute order 66 or whatever. They're just going to murk all them fools. And she's going to be sitting there like, uh, like what was her name? Uh, Cersei Lannister, just like giggling it up. Uh, okay. I think that's a cool story. It's neat. It seems a little, how, how about that reward though? How good? I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. Word makes talk no about sense. It. Talk about it. Yeah, a, a pre-engineered heat sink. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, a pre-engineered heat sink. That's mm-hmm. what you want people to grind for. Mm-hmm. How how insulting is that? How come the spaceship game with spaceships has never done a community event and rewarded people <clears throat> a spaceship? I'm curious. So they have done. Uh, they have done CGs that rewarded you with the ability to buy discounted spaceships, and they have done CGs that reward you with a limited time ability to buy a normally unavailable spaceship. Uh, you know, they've done some of those. Or great big discounts on ships. Oh, by, by, by the way, real quick, before I see like anybody in, anybody anywhere give me any shit, by the way... The, the, the Christmas thing in Star Citizen last year was also bullshit. So before you think that it's, here we go, it's just rain giving elite crap. Wait, wait, when you say I, the Christmas be... thing, are you talking about the 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 JPEG of the scooter yes. instead of the scooter? Yes. Yeah, that yes. was, that, and it wasn't, bullshit. that wasn't, that was, that was basically, that wasn't, that was, that was just a, so that wasn't really like, oh, it's not like it screwed over the players. That was just a big uh, PR nightmare like for them. That was like, oh, you screwed yourself there. You What's the difference, though, in how they handled that when the lead de- lead community manager, Zylo, comes out and says, guys, I'm sorry. You're right. This was crap. Yep. I'm going to push hard that every day next year for Christmas you get a physical <clears throat> item in game. Yep, and, and that's exactly right. You're, you're 100% right. And in addition to that, I would point out as an addendum, not to not to not to like oh you know I'm I'm shilling for them, but I will point out that they then later when they released that thing, kind of had a a discount thing that you could get for it and and so it was like okay, there was I think maybe them a little bit saying oh we fucked up there let's try to do a little something something to acknowledge whatever so it was like okay, but yes you're absolutely right this is a situation. Star Citizen fucks up regularly. Star Citizen makes a ton of fuck-ups every year. You know why? Because they're a very large company with a lot of people doing a lot of things. People that don't fuck up at all are people that aren't trying shit. So, yes, Star Citizen fucks up, Elite fucks up, whatever. I don't I don't begrudge them fucking up, either Star Citizen or Elite. I begrudge them not trying. I begrudge them being dishonest. I begrudge other things, but you're absolutely right. So... <clears throat> That's where we're at. Star Citizen, sorry, Elite Dangerous is transitioning back into, you know, situation normal mode. Having everything okay mode. Having jettisoned 20% of their community on on consoles completely and having jettisoned, I would say, 60 to 70% of their community on PC over the last year of basically sort of lies and mishandling. Uh, with with regard to Odyssey, um, does anybody have any like you think I'm wrong, or you have maybe a different idea on how either the Arissa Lavinia Duval thing is going to go, or how the? Because I I mean let's face it, 
we are going to get Thargoids to shoot at on foot. Like, if we don't get Thargoids to shoot out on foot, then I will be shocked that it's like, these fuckers are even dumber than I thought. Like, you right. have to get <laughs> Thargoids to shoot out on foot. I think the way we're going to get them is introduced through this whole azimuth storyline. I think that this whole thing yeah. was was engineered from the beginning to like lead you to that point. It's it's supposed to be this whole chapter, the Odyssey chapter is supposed to be the we're going to tell you the real true history of the Thargoids that you didn't know the whole time and then bring it to a conclusion of now you're face to face with them. Does anybody disagree or anybody feel, you know, differently? I agree with the... Sorry, I'll... I don't think they're gonna... I don't think they're gonna do anything with with the whole Arisa Levini Duvall putting the... putting the the Manchurian candidates in with everyone and their cousin who she's... uh, remotely got any relation to that could challenge for the throne um i just they had it set up before with that whole red wedding thing and the only thing that happened was is a couple of red shirts and some low-ranking schmuckatelli was the one that got axed you made a statement a while back kai when we were talking about that in that red wedding incident thing and you said let's be honest they're not going to want to create a new power play character. Mm-hmm. And I think that holds true here as well. They're going to stick point. with what they've well, had and that's that, it. That's a good point. And, and the whole thing with Hudson wanting to wanting to get an additional term because, oh, the galaxy's in such turmoil right now. Like, nope, th- they yeah, don't want to change it. They don't want to. Hudson will be emperor for as long. uh, He'll be president of the Federation for as long as the game goes because they're too fucking lazy to change the pictures and the names on all the reference stuff. Period. And you're, you know what? I, I, I think. I would love to be proved wrong. Don't get me wrong. I would love to be proved wrong, but I, I I, don't think they're gonna do it. You know what? You swayed me. You've swayed me, Wolf. I, I Now that I think about it, it's like, wait a second. Yeah, they would actually, if they actually pulled the trigger on that story, they would have to make some changes. So what it could be is that, like, some something leaks out where it was going to happen, and then it all, like, it's like, oh, she was going to murder. It was like, you know, I would have gotten away with it if it weren't for you pesky commanders and your dog. Like, you know, the fucking, the, the magical mystery bus is going to show up and we're going to, ooh, thwart it in the end. But you're right, Wolf, that, that that would require actual work from them, and they're too fucking lazy, so that that's not going to happen. All right. Um, Go ahead. So I, I don't have any input on the actual story story discussion itself. You know, it works fine for me. Um, but I think if we are, like, if we're looking at this being – frontier setting up elite for maintenance mode mm-hmm. and just letting it cruise then it stands to re- and and if we if we expect that there's going to be on foot thargoids like we saw in the leak that has had everything else come true more or less mm-hmm. almost you know exactly as stated we're going to get thargoids on foot and that's like the best way if they're if if frontier is basically going to set the game adrift like it is mm. or you know slightly modified from where it is now because they've still got some time to do some updates 
the best way to do that would be the Thargoids are at war with us forever. And instead of just burning stations where, oh, station's on fire and it's got different kinds of missions. Mm. Now you're going to have planets inside the bubble being attacked, you know, wherever being attacked by Thargoids on foot. And it's going to have like, you could easily set up like basically auto playing CGs where it's just Thargoids are attacking here. Go and go and fuck them up. I agree. Um, people are people are saying I'm quiet. By the way, all right. Anyway, yeah, go I, ahead. I I agree. I think uh, I think that uh, that I I I don't think that that was what was originally intended. I think that they honestly thought, hey, we're gonna go in, we're gonna clean Star Citizen's clock, we're gonna be the next big thing, and there will be stuff. When it turned out that it's like their plan, like their plan A wasn't great and B was poorly executed. Had the plan worked, I think, yes, there would have been more stuff. There would have been elite would have continued, et cetera, et cetera. But since it, when it flopped, I think they had a meeting at some point or David had a little conversation with himself in the mirror at some point a, a while back. I mean, like legitimately like last May ish where it was like, okay, this isn't going to happen. New plan. Let's, and I think you're right, Elix. I think it's going to transition into, <clears throat> we can maintenance mode this off the back of forever. You can play, you know, call of daddy with aliens and shoot Thargoids in the face running around in a, sort of lukewarm circa 2003 FPS game. And we can just fucking roll it on out. Um, so, yeah, I think that I, I, I think that's probably how it's going to go. Anybody have anything else on Elite before we transition to Star Citizen? Nope. Going once, going twice. It's time for Star Citizen talk. How about we, uh, uh, however you guys, <clears throat> the three of you want to do it, who wants to split what, let's hop in. Uh, Rain, you want to start us off and then switch to Elix and then switch to Chad or how are you guys, however yeah. you guys want to do it, we'll, I, I, I leave that off. to you guys. Go for it. So, um, ISC on Thursday, um, lots of, um, interesting stuff mm -hmm. i'm trying to grab my brain yes so we we saw them talk to the player experience team um which i think was fantastic mm -hmm. um we got to see the as somebody who's been a qa lead done qa i think it's great that we finally you know get to see um that section of the team show that hey there's an actual player experience team they are listening. They are doing their jobs. They are doing that. And then, of course, the concierge and customer support <clears> team. <throat> but, you know, we had a little bit of the, um, the the sprint report, so the new docking areas and new docking assets. Um, we saw some more information on the Drake Corsair, which I'm actually kind of looking forward to. Um, the Corsair, if I'm not mistaken, is actually one of the very last sort of Kickstarter, post-Kickstarter... Like, it's one of the last ships that's, like, years old, if I'm not mistaken. I th I'm, Elix and Chad can, can back me up on that. I can't remember. 
I think uh, the Corsair is a newer one, but is it? there's so many ships now, it's hard to keep track. So. Yeah, there's we got like 130-something ships in the game right now or something stupid. Hey, wow, um, spaceships in a spaceship game. Who would have thought? Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah. we got more coming. Um, the Drake Vulture. Um, it's base paints and base textures. Um, Reclaimer derelicts and the uh, <laughs> system that allows them to spawn a derelict and they'd be like, oh... Let's put snow on it, or you know, sand on it, or plants on it, depending on where it spawns. Um, yeah. VFX progress on salvage. Holy crap! So yeah. the very beginnings of savage salvage, and people being upset, I guess, that it's just another magic beam stripping the hole, and that's it. It's just like mining or whatever. It's like you guys realize this is the beginning part, right? Yeah, for um, right now, it is a paint stripper, so feel free to deface any ship that you would like true. completely worry-free. So so let's take a second. Okay. I, I got a couple thoughts on okay. that uh, ISC or whatever. Um, number one, the, the, the QA team that they showed, I am madly in love with every last one of those people. Every last one of them were, like, hyped and excited and happy. I like the QA team. How I do like you get that job. <clears throat> I like seeing the guys like, well, I actually really love mining, so I'm pretty much do that 24/7. And you know, Bob over here really loves uh fucking space combat, and Cindy over here is just our, you know, ace uh on the ground shoot 'em up. So like like it's like, "Oh my god, it's so great." In addition to that, I personally feel like cuz and I'm going to get to this point sort of in in the 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 whole rest of this 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 show that they did star citizen has always done the pretty star citizen lives off of doing the pretty and they're better at it than anyone else pretty much period but i kind of i like this having these guys in here uh because that that's more about the mechanics that's more about the hey we want to fix this or that or whatever I like that they did this sort of origin story of these guys and highlighted the team. That's not enough to quench my thirst. What I want, and I hope to God that 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 Lando or somebody out there is listening, what I want is <clears throat> every month or two, I want an hour-long roundtable with these people about, yes, Star Citizen always does the pretty well. They've never not done the pretty well. But I want regular monthly, bi-monthly, whatever, roundtable with these guys where they talk about some of the mechanics and some of the issues and some of the gameplay features and, like, what's working and what's not and what what they have, you know, like, hey, yeah, you're right. This is a thing where we kind of kind of need to do a little better on this. Just the same way as recently, they did a very honest statement where they're like, hey, man, we acknowledge that our map sucks. Our galaxy map kind of sucks. Um, it's not fun, playable experience. Now, I want to differentiate... The galaxy map they have on the website, oh my god, that thing is A, gorgeous, and B, brilliant, and C, like it's award-winning, it's amazing. I want that in the game. That would be so good. The one that we have in the game is jank as fuck. But they openly and honestly acknowledge that, and they're like, yeah, we need to do a better job working on that. I would love to see these guys, these these young, every last one of them were like a young guy or gal. I would love to see these guys... On a roundtable every every two months at a at, at a minimum, talking about 
yeah, man, we're not happy with the way this gadget works. We're not happy with the way that, oh, we take your feedback on this, and, oh, we have a new exciting way to do that. Like, the refueling stuff, ooh, it didn't, you know, the, the fiddling with the gauges, it doesn't kind of feel right. It doesn't feel, it's not fun and engaging. It's a little too easy. We're going to make it gamified a little more, make it hard here or whatever. I would love to see more of those faces because I love all of those faces. Um, in addition to that... <clears throat> The stuff that they showed, again, as I said, Star Citizen always does the pretty. When they showed the Reclaimer thing, it's like, imagine, if, for those of you who haven't seen it yet, imagine, it's like a massive, remember there was that one Star Wars movie or whatever where there was like a Death Star, not a Death Star, one of the, the big triangle ships, the cruisers or whatever, it was like crashed. and it, Star Destroyer. Star Destroyer, yeah. It was crashed. It's kind of like that. Imagine a big-ass ship that's like wrecked and crashed and then, like, it's, it's like, cracked in half, and it's there, and somebody sort of built a town around the half of it. So it's, like, they're using part of it. They're, they're probably scavenging from it and using part of it as shelter, and it's a little, like, shanty town on the outside of it, too. Where And, and it's, like, oh, my God. That as a site for, like, a place to go get some quest. Like, you can, A, go there. And, you know, a mission giver will give you a quest. Or, B, maybe get called down there to bring medicines because there's an outbreak. Or, C, it could be a firefly situation where you get show up there and the local goat herders that, are, that live in that little fucking spot are like, hey, we're peaceful. We only have like three guns and whatever. But just two valleys over, there are these asshole warlord dudes that keep coming in and they take our women and our sheep and our fucking cars or whatever. And then it's like, okay, well, we got to go fight those guys and rescue your women and sheep and cars. And like... Uh, it just as a location, there's so much you could do with that, and there's so many cool things with it that it's just oh, it's it's I'm uh, I'm in love with. And Mark. those are definitely going to be in the game because we have we, there's already one extremely well established site like that in the lore, the UEES Olympus, which is where an undis an an un whatever a capital ship it used to be a bengal but they changed it a capital ship got too cocky and fell into a gravity well and uh land happened mm. so yeah that that's definitely going to be a thing and then my last my last statement on on or or thing on on uh that that uh that that rain covered was when they showed the salvaging gun first off amazing just to, again star citizen always does the pretty when you watch the effects of it it's just so good but in addition to that the very first question that popped in my head is what's the ttp what's the time to penis when you see uh you know when you see when you give any mmo players the ability to change something to write to you know whatever do a visual effect it's gonna be you're going to get penises everywhere. And I've already seen a meme. Somebody already posted in our memes channel on the Discord. A dude like, what are you going to... Like, Disco Lando was like, what are you going to write out there? And a dude went up to a ship and started carving a penis into it with the with the salvage gun. So it's like, yep, that's what it's going to be. Um, yeah. I'm quite surprised that there haven't been more already because the procedural damage system means you can already do that. You just have to get the ship to stand still long enough to carve holes in it. The the second that they gave you the ability to, you could shoot with your machine gun, shoot in the ballistics gun in Elite to shoot into the wall, I shit you not. 
the the when that was still in the testing phase before it was released, I I had a picture of somebody had done as a meme had you know shot a penis into the side of a of building course. with a machine gun. It's it's Why just they? yeah yeah. So guys, what do you think? Time to penis. Instant, pretty much instant. Evocati. Already happened, I bet. Oh, All right. yeah, already. already happened. Yeah. It already in Evocati. I'm sure of it. Yeah. So it probably happened within a minute of somebody getting the damn thing just so they could run out to the ship and do it. So this happened is, while QA was watching. This is why we can't have nice things. You guys ruined it. You ruined it. All right. Um, go ahead, Rain. Continue, but I, I wanted to hop in with some thoughts on on that whole thing because that was a great yeah. episode. It was. It was a good episode. Um, you know, and outside of that, mentioning that uh, we are going to find out more about salvaging as it gets closer to release for three eighteen. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and outside of that, uh, three seventeen is actually shaping up to be. Pretty fracking awesome. Nice. Yeah. Hell yeah. You want to tag in, Chad? Sure. So we had Star Citizen Live. And <clears throat> we had the EU uh, team mm-hmm. talk about stuff in the game. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Let me get to my sheet. Wow. Okay. So they, they talked a lot about the... Um, Live support systems on ships mm-hmm. that uh, they'll have the, the room system where it's pressurized, it has oxygen levels, it has <clears throat> levels that, that track like uh, poison gases, uh, not in the first version, but later on. Mm-hmm. They have stuff where you'll have to actually have physicalized filters for air yeah. to, <clears throat> to maintain. So if you stuff five people in Aurora. You're going to have to switch out that filter every 10 minutes well, to, to maintain the uh, enough oxygen for everyone to breathe so that they don't have their own oxygen supply. That's not what the about- impression I got. I got the impression that if you pack five people into a five-man ship, you're going to need to change out those filters every once in a while. But the point that I'm making is that you're not going to be able to – as it stands now – you could, if you got 40 people together, stack them all inside of a Cuddy Black and go. That's not, you're going you're, you're going to be limited with how many people you can, I mean, unless you were to have them all suited, breathing off their own air supply, you can't really, it, as it's planned for the future, you can't put way more people in a ship than are meant to be in that ship, I, I don't think. Right, cor- correct. So they're talking about like an Aurora, which is like a two-person ship at most, depending on how much people in. There will also be heat levels, so you, the people will go off heat. They'll be they're tracking all kinds of things in the environment, mm. and you have to be aware of those environmental factors when you're in in a ship. Um, and they talked they talk extensively about this, and it sounds really, really cool and really, really in-depth. And <clears throat> to continue on the the classless class game where you don't you're not like you know as uh, Disco Orlando likes to say I'm not I'm now this or I'm not no you basically walk up to a terminal you push buttons you're an engineer mm-hmm. you go in the co-pilot seat you're you you can fire missiles or manage ship systems you go to the pilot seat you're a pilot mm-hmm. so it's just basically whatever you're doing is whatever you are mm-hmm. and it's about skill and knowledge 
and right. not about mm-hmm. uh, not about getting the the, the next level mm-hmm. to get that extra ability. You just there's none, none none of that. Mm-hmm. It's about <coughs> so, it's about your skill as a player, not your skill as points attributed in a skill tree off of level ups in the game. Completely yes. Yeah, and lots of really lots of really cool stuff. They talked about they briefly mentioned player crafting that will be a thing after they get certain other things in place. It was like a one sentence throwaway line, but it's it's still a piece of the 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 long term vision of the game. Mm. Now we know that the background simulation will do most of the stuff in the in the in the system. The quanta will do most of the mining. Will do most of the manufacturing. But players will be able to do get involved as well. Mm-hmm. So it won't be a, a player driven economy, but the 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 players can definitely participate in said economy. Um, and so that's really cool, and uh, answered a lot of questions. And they kept trying to sneak in stuff about night vision, night vision goggles, and it was pretty <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. And they're, and they're <laughs> like, yeah, meanwhile, what? the answer to that question is, guys, this isn't the team that does that. <laughs> no. okay, okay, but so oh, we get that you're not the team that does that. But if you were gonna night vision goggle, <laughs> but it's like, no, this not not these guys. These guys do something else. This guy with this glorious fucking blonde curly locks, and it's like, what is that a wig? Well, holy shit, what's going on there? Uh, yeah, no, like, no, this team doesn't do that. This team is not the night goggles guys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one yeah, question no. about the life support stuff. Okay. Um, I I know that. You know, it's it's quote unquote not there yet, but let let's just say that at some point, Star Citizen does get a level of expansiveness that would support quote unquote going out into the black and being an explorer. Okay. Does this mean that you would have to load up your ship with consumables, i.e., food, yes, water, yes, stuff? oh that yeah, would be so awesome. So because a one niggling detail to me it's just like this would be great except for all i got to do is go near a star nope. goop up some nope. notionally hydrogen and nope. go on my life nope. so so not only that wolf here's the thing you do need to have food and drinks and whatever but you Even also now. you also need to have uh you're going to need to have engineering tools and bits because you're going to have to go out there and Naomi Nagata that shit every once in a while and like change the air filters and like, Hey, we're on a six man ship with six people. So we're not overloading it. But even then, if we're going out there for, you know, we're going to play out there every week or two, we have to change our air filters every, whatever we have to, Oh, look, we've got to build up and, and pump four is it's got some kind of a problem. Uh, we need to to repair that. Oh, by the way, we need fuel. It's not fuel scooping off of a whatever. If you're in the, I forget the name of that ship that Star I don't Fair. like. The 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 the, the um the carrot the killer. No, no, the the carrot oh, killer. No. The what's the name of it? The, uh, the Odyssey. Odyssey. Yes. The yes. Odyssey. Okay. Okay. Yes. All right, guys. Guys. Okay. If you're in the Odyssey, you can mine your own fuel and and. Um, what do you call it? Uh, refine it there for yourself. But if you're not, if you're in a Carrick, if you're in a whatever wolf, you're going to need to regularly send messages to back to some corporation that's somewhere else to say, hey, man, send out a fuel ship. We need we need some more fuel. Hey, send out a, a, a fuel rats will have a job. They will send out a fuel ship. We need more fuel. Hey, send out some more. Uh, we need more probe missiles for this we need more ammo rounds we need more 
all of the logistics, all of the shit that right now is tripping up my boy Pooty Poot, that shit's real. You're going to have to fucking have your shit figured out because otherwise it's a problem. Yeah, yeah it's had, a logistical... We actually saw this... Go ahead. It's a logistical nightmare. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to go out into the black for a month, you better plan your ass off and get everything you need to take with you because uh, if you run out of it, that's kind of it. You have to... Someone has to come out and rescue you or bring it to you or you have to go back or... And they talked about exactly. life support systems in individual rooms in a ship. And if you blow open the cargo bay and all the air rushes out, you're going to have to find a way to replenish that oxygen instead of like removing the air from the cargo bay before you open the door so it's stored in tanks that will be a thing as well oh yeah every yes winter mute every star citizenship needs a couple of amoses and a naomi nagati nagata and also a drummer just because drummer is my goddess uh yes to all you, of you that. can have amos i'll i'll hire kaylee okay the hundred percent question mark. Okay. We all okay. what explore? Oh, go ahead. Kaylee, really? Firefly? No, no, Hi. no, no. I get the reference, but I'm saying you're you're not going to need the purpose of an Amos is that he's the handyman and also murders people. I don't see Kaylee being useful in the murdering people department. Is all hey, I'm saying. My job. All right, fair enough. All right, go ahead, Elix. You were saying before we got sidetracked by silliness. I know who yeah, Kaylee no is. Um, just with the. We we know that that's actually going to be a thing. In addition to you know Sig saying so, they have used mini games on the website that went up along ship concepts in the past as sort of not concepts but presenting notions of of gameplay as sort of a nuanced, textured way of giving it to you instead of just putting it in the fact and saying here. Um, and the mini game for the Carrick is a choose your own adventure. And it's your crew going off out in the black searching for a new jump point mm-hmm. to find a new system. And there's multiple ways that you can fail. One of them is you run out of fuel. So you just, you're fucked. And then you, you run out of supplies and die. Mm-hmm. You have a crew mutiny and you basically kill each other. Or you run out of food. Mm-hmm. All of which, and, and medicine. Or all of those scrubbers. things and uh, yeah, you could also get attacked by like bandits and stuff, but you know, never mind that. That's another thing. But those were those are all things that you as a crew are going to have to manage on your ship. Like you're going to need to make sure you have food otherwise you just die. So So and then eventually you either <clears throat> run out of any of those things cuz I guess you refuse to go home. And, you know, defeat is not an option in this game or you find a jump point. That's well, how I the mean, game ends. But go ahead. There, there's also the, the, the concept of wear and tear, which we've seen as something that actually is, is already present in the game. Uh, you know, and when Katie and I, with nap time and a bunch of the crew from Skunks, you know, traveled on, on bikes for thousands of kilometers, you know, like wear and tear on the bike and having retro thrusters damaged so you can't brake and these, like, and not having spare parts to fix the bike, so you need to bring a new one out. Like, when you go out on your adventure in your Carrick, Food, ammo, spare armor and guns, fuel in the some you know spare fuel maybe, medicine, the the likes you're gonna have to prepare for the trip. 
it, engineering materials like to repair the ship when it gets shot down. It's so it's so interesting because Elite Dangerous did so much better than Star Citizen in creating a galaxy model where it's like you want to go out and explore and jump eight thousand stars that way where no one has ever been. And Star Citizen is doing so much better than Elite with the whole, hey, this is an actual, this is what it's really like. Whereas with an Elite, you have a super realistic galaxy, but all of the shit in your ship is as unrealistic as possible. It's you get free gas, free energy to keep your tank full just off of scooping every star. And there is no food or water, and there is no medicine, and you can't even move around inside your ship. There is no ship interior. There is no point to any of it. And all of the planets that you find in this beautiful, amazing model of a galaxy are just circles. And now, okay, there's some of them you can stand on, and they have, you know, four plants, the same four plants all over the entire planet. It, Star Citizen is doing, you know, it doesn't have the galaxy model that Elite does, but holy shit... All of the other stuff of, no, you need to eat and drink and you need to change your air filters and you need to change your ammo and you need somebody to bring you gas and you need to mine shit and you need, oh, you need medicine? Oh, you need this? You need that? like Oh, and you're walking around in your ship and your ship has these different stations that do things and you're there with five of your friends working on the problem and figuring shit out. And, you know, like, it's it's the one did all of one thing right and the other is doing all of the other thing right and i'm not bagging on star citizens galaxy but I, let's it, it is not as in depth as elites is it's not even planned to be it's planned to be a couple hundred systems and and that's great and that's you know but i i, I hope that after launch you know it's whatever it's a small amount of systems and i hope that they're like hey we have created this awesome thing and we're going to keep expanding it and i hope that Five years in, whatever, Chris Roberts comes out and announces at a big sitcom, like, oh, by the way, we've created a procedural universe, too. Here it is. Then I will be, like, just absolutely I, – I, that will be it. That will be, like, okay, this is the game that I need and nothing else. I'm good. Um, go ahead. I want to – can I just – real quick. Um, the reason I said wormholes don't make sense in Star Citizen, because that's what jump points are, is because – mathematically, and I'll go get the actual astrophysicist if I can poke Jade, they don't. Because Einstein, Rosen, Bridges, you don't actually travel at faster than light in a wormhole like people think you do. It's, there's a lot of things to take into consideration, including the size of the wormhole, the total distance of the wormhole, the instability of the wormhole. Like Theoretically, sure, it's, it's theoretical and it's fun and whatnot, but like in real understanding of Minikowski space time and Einstein Rosen bridges and how all this stuff works. It doesn't make any sense. Well, it's, it's you not don't, realistic. You don't drive <laughs> faster than the speed of light, but I drive it like I stole it. That's true. That's true. <laughs> all right. So yeah, I just want, and then like people saying that I made the claim that you can't travel through wormholes and stars. And it's not what I said. I said, it didn't make sense. Not that you can't do it. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. There's going to be certain things that it's like, I mean, it's a video game. They're, they're going to have certain yeah. props and certain whatever. And I'm, I'm okay with that. Um, I think, I mean, the Carrick has a thrust to weight ratio of 71 to one. That doesn't make any sense, but whatever, you know? Yeah. Let's transition over to Elix. What you got for us? All right. So I've got a bit of a fl uh, look to the past and see how we're doing sort of thing. And what that tells us about 
sort of the future of Star Citizen, the near future that is. I'll be quick about it. But back in CitizenCon 2018, Chris Roberts closed out the show with a presentation called Road to Release. Mm -hmm. And in that, he outlined a timeline without dates on it, to be clear, of all of the pillars that the game needs to have the full game experience. Basically, he was describing the minimum viable product. Mm -hmm. And the list is explore your ship, space combat. That's the hangar and arena commander, by the way. 64-bit precision in physics grids, earning money and inventory persistence, first-person gameplay, proc-gen planets, location persistence, object container streaming, and a thing called bind calling. Don't worry about it. Ship rental and purchasing, orgs and org gameplay and organization stuff, full persistence, and server meshing. And in that same presentation, he said, so when we get to server meshing, that is, we think the last piece of the puzzle to have the full game experience. Now, we have a full implementation of everything on that list except for the, well, not a full implementation, but at least some sort of implementation in-game of everything in that list but the last three. And I would say we're getting there on persistence. And server meshing is potentially by the end of the year. Um, so we're looking at really the only thing that hasn't made any presence in the game is orgs. But even then, orgs require the <coughs> reputation system that they've already built. So they're still reaching towards that. Um, this means that we're closer to beta or at least beta readiness than I think a lot of people are aware of. But at the same time, it's not next week. It's still some length of time away. My personal opinion is that it's probably about two years out, which that's two years, but also that's two years. That's both a good amount away now and a hell of a lot closer than it would have been six years ago. So, so yeah, yeah. it's it, it's interesting when you say the thing about the persistence to me, it keeps coming back to me that literally four years there were people that are like, God damn it. I just want one thing out of Star Citizen. Stop with all this bullshit 30 K's and take it all my shit away. And then they were like, hey, guys, we fixed 30 K's. And like five minutes later, people were like, all right, I have a new list of demands. And it's like, OK, I get it. That's how that's customers that's that's to be expected but it's just like can we take a moment to acknowledge how fucking amazing the death we'll of 30 days is yeah it's yes. like god damn um all right so yeah yeah good stuff uh i think elix might be saying that uh it, it could possibly be 2022 star citizen hashtag whatever uh all right you got anything else elix before we transition to the discussion topic yeah i'm good all right. Anybody have anything else on Star Citizen before we transition to the discussion topic? Going once, going twice. All right. The discussion topic. Uh, the greatest space MMO ever and its legacy. Uh, yeah, guys, I was talking about Star Wars Galaxies. Star Wars Galaxies was a game from the early 2000s. It literally got turned off in 2011, but... Uh, there actually are still servers to this day that are still going, private servers where people are playing Star Wars Galaxies because it's that fucking good. 
What's why is it so good? Well, you know, it's definitely not the graphics. It looks like a, a an early two thousand game, you know. Um, but the richness of the gameplay is unparalleled. I think in almost any MMOs, much less in space MMOs that have been so sort of meh, lacking for for the longest time. Uh, now let's 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 why if it's so great how come it died well they killed it with the NGE they basically came out with a big update uh, that was like this is a huge update that's gonna take the game to the next level Odyssey I mean whoops did I say that uh, and it killed the game um, <clears throat> but what was great about it well number one. It was just an amazing, like at the time, it was an amazing MMO. Number two, it was Star Wars. It was space stuff. Back in the time where all you could get was World of Warcraft, this was space. Number three, you had so much freedoms to do so many things. Like, for example, you could place houses anywhere. Like, you couldn't place it in the in the NPC cities, but out in the galaxy anywhere, you could basically put a house just about anywhere and fully customize your house. It was awesome. It had ship interiors with stuff to do in the ships. In 2003. Uh, Four. Whatever. I think it was 2003 that it launched. Whatever. October 27th, 2004. Right, what, Jump to light speed. All right, whatever. So yeah, in, in the early... Two, that, yeah, that was an update. Yeah. In, in the early 2000s, they had ship interiors with shit in them. Something that Frontier is telling us now, hey, that's too hard. These guys were doing it 20 fucking years ago. Uh, it had... A very cool system with like emotes and stuff where you could express yourself. Like if you said something like, man, I'm angry, your guy, like it would read the context of what you said and you didn't have to do like, first off, it had thousands of emotes. It had like stupid, like happy, angry, dance, laugh, chuckle, all these different things. And if you typed in like slash chuckle or slash laugh or slash, it would do that. But in addition to that, Somehow they read context from your chat log. So if you're like, man, I'm so angry, your guy's face would be like, he would make an angry look. Uh, like it, there was so many neat things with that. If you said something in a whisper, it would come out in one type of a little chat bubble. If you said it in a normal tone of voice, it would come out in a different chat bubble. If you did like yell, it would come out in a different type of chat bubble. That was super, super cool. It had... Uh, like this crazy class system where it's like you had non-combat jobs that you could do. You could be like, I am a politician. I am an entertainer. I play music. I am a, uh, uh, crafter. I am a, like you had all of these weird different things that you could do. Um, in addition to, you know, sort of the normal combat classes and whatnot. Um, it had the ability, so it didn't do, like, World of Warcraft and Final Fantasy, you run up to, um, <clears throat> like, a node, and it's like, oh, this is, you know, copper, or this is, you know, whatever, and, like, you, <clears throat> you, you mine that node, and then, like, 
it'll pop back up in 10 minutes. Like you can market, bookmark it on the map. Like, all right, in 20 minutes, it'll pop back up and I'll come here and I'll get this, whatever. It wasn't like that. It had much larger nodes that were kind of more Star Citizen style where it's like it's a massive node. You would mine it or whatever. But it had planet side nodes and shit where it's like <clears throat> this is like um, a big one where you wouldn't like it wasn't like I'm mining it for the next five minutes. You would drop a like a refinery type thing. And it's basically like a small like in Dune where they would drop those refinery type jobbies and they would mine the the spice it was like that where it's like hey i found a mother load of copper on this planet i drop a thing and like it could be mining that shit for like a week and just pulling out more and more copper and like oh this is like there were all different qualities and so if you happen to come across a mother load of super high quality metal and then you had good crafting. You could make the best of whatever. And well, that takes us to crafting. It had a, a crazy in-depth crafting. Everything, all the stuff in the game, it was like made by players and whatever. And it, the crafting system was such that it's like, you could be a guy that it's like, I am the best at making these engines. I am the best at making this one specific type of space gun. Uh, I am the best at making this whatever. Um it, it it's just super super good uh yeah no i'm done too wolf it's all good i've just been here on autopilot while we talk it it has so much um variation and possibilities of shit you can do that it it, it literally decades before anyone else came close to doing it outdid everything pretty much that's on the market now I think Star Citizen is the only thing that I see that is the true spiritual successor to Star Wars Galaxy that gives you so much opportunity to go deep into so many different gameplay fields. You could have like a government, I mean, to a certain extent, like Eve has a lot of that stuff as far as the player creating stuff and the government mm. stuff. Um, yeah. To a certain extent, you know, like Elite has a galaxy model that's you know better but like none of the other stuff you can't do any of the other shit that they can do there um i start i i don't see anything else i don't know of anything else that even comes close to rivaling it and being a spiritual successor so let's bring everybody in for the discussion what do you guys think about star star wars galaxies what do you what what are the kind of things that you're like hey yeah let's extrapolating this out in 20 years now since well, no, because it ended in 2011. Star, Star Wars Galaxies officially sort of ended in 2011, and now we're in 2022. So 11 years later, what is it that you're like, man, we still don't have this. We still don't have that. I would like this. I would like that. This I'm interested in this project because I think it leads to that or or whatever. Hop in, guys. Um, I think, like, from the perspective of an EVE player... Um, the only thing, like, really technically we don't have in comparison when it comes to Star Citizen is we don't have a, the ability yet to build things like apparently was was possible in a game that's, God, 20 years old. It, it, the more and more I'm taught about Star Wars Galaxies, the more I just think that the LucasArts team 
that are the, the the SOE team that built that game was was just brilliant designers way ahead of their time because you're talking a game that in 2004 you could walk around the Millennium Falcon and do stuff in it and customize it and fly the damn thing and then you could like go to your house that you had built and like decide you know what I'm going to be a prospector or a dancer or a musician and it actually matters to people and like I'm going to go make like tips and stuff working at the local cantina dun, 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 you know like it's just it's awe-inspiring i that this this game existed in 2004 which is when i started playing eve online or no i think i started even later but um i think the only thing we're missing is that in star citizen we don't yet have the ability to you know plant a flag in the ground and build something which in eve we can, you know, we've fought wars over land and territory and no man's sky. You can build bases and, you know, a lot of other space games, barring one big one, you can make a mark on the game world and build something that's yours and you care more about it. And I think that's what's missing the most is we don't have the pioneer. We don't have base building. We can't make something in the universe ours yep yet yet yep yep yeah i got i played galaxies for years my ex-wife was like the best chef on the server hands down if you could get the right raw materials and the right experimentation you had to get like different clothing items and and that was made by someone who made a tailor who made clothing Mm. and then they had to get the best resources to do that for the experimentation points so this giant chain all the way from harvesting to blueprinting to manufacturing to selling on a a server-wide basis and the also the class interdependence was absolutely amazing because you had to go see a dancer or a musician to heal yourself from mind injuries. Mm-hmm. You had to see a doctor to heal yourself from wounds. Mm-hmm. So if you're fighting too long, you get these black bars over all your stuff and you become really weak. So you had to go back and you had to see these professions and pay them for their services in order to get healed so that you can go back out and shoot stuff. Mm-hmm. And there were people who were legitimately like the best shipwright or the best gunsmith or the best armor smith. And you could brand your items. You could put a custom naming on your armor, on your guns, on your weapons, on your weapon halls, anything that's saying, you know, Chad Lawson armor, blah, blah, blah. And so when they looked at it in their info window, they'd see your name. And then they remember, oh, I got this from so-and-so. I got to go back to his store or his house to look at his vendor for replacements because the equipment wore out. As you used it more and repaired it more, eventually it would break and you had to discard it and get another one. Now, it would last for a long time. It wasn't like a daily occurrence. It was weeks. But you had this cycle where players had to eventually replace their equipment when it when it was used too much, which gave the crafters stuff to do, which gave the harvesters stuff stuff to do, which gave the surveyor stuff to do. And it was this, this whole player chain of interaction that worked so well. You could make a blueprint, and as long as you use the exact same resources, which changed every two weeks, and they never repeated, mm. you could make a thousand of a single item. And then you could sell, that, sell those for however much you, you set the price however much you want. And once that thousand was sold, that was it. No more. I think it's, sorry, go ahead, Chad. 
So there were people who would hoard certain types of high-priced items, and some stuff would go for unimaginable amounts of money because it had uniquely high stats, but it was a, a limited item. Uh, and it was, and then we had ship interiors. You could decorate your. You could put hundreds of items in your ship, like two hundred fifty items in, in a ship to to deck it out, and all kinds of gaudy stuff you've gotten, and furniture, and workstations, functional pieces of stuff inside of Millennium Falcon or YT thirteen hundred. And you can man the turrets, right? Too. Right? Oh yeah, yeah. You can man both turrets. There was a, a pilot seat uh, that you could fly from planet to planet. Uh, so you could take people with you. So if someone didn't want to want to fly, you could just say, hop, you know, "Let's get into a group. We'll hop into my Falcon. We'll fly over to Kashyyyk, and then we'll land. And when, when you land, you all spawn at the the starting point, and then you're there. So you didn't need you didn't need a ship to travel. You could go on your buddies. There was a yacht you could get. It was three stories. It was like a Carrick back in two thousand and like five when it was introduced. Wow! It was a three story ship with gigantic windows. And you could put paintings on the wall. You could decorate it like like a luxury yacht. It had an observation deck at the top. It had elevators. Uh, it had a bedroom. All, all this stuff. This is you know in the early two thousands, and it was all there, and it all worked. You could watch people fight. You could watch uh, Empire versus Rebel PvP battles, massive battles. There was no limitation. It was just however many people were on the server, and it just worked. And they created uh, they created the most awesome thing ever with the whole you can be a Jedi. It's a secret hidden quest line. It's gonna take you yeah. a year of your real fucking life to get it done. <laughs> and then they were like, you know what? People want it easier. Here's the new patch. You can just click Jedi and now you're a Jedi. And it was oh, like, yeah, oh that, fuck that's, off. That's a long story. So that's 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 all. So Longer than we probably have a show time Pro- for. Probably. But but the but the, the amount of like you know, you had massive PvP battles on the ground. You had you could have massive PvP battles in space. But there was all you you would volunteer for this. It wasn't someone someone could come up and shoot you in the head. You would tur- hit a button and then you'd be targetable. Uh they had giant multiplayer zones. They had you know, just a crazy amount of stuff that you could do. The planets were 15 by 15 kilometers, which at the time was unbelievably large. Just to be clear, uh, just to be clear, I wasn't bringing that up of the to to highlight the fact that how they fucked it up. I'm talking about the fact that for the longest time, oh, yeah. it was the most beautiful thing ever. They had this hidden, long-ass quest chain to become a Jedi. That was so brilliant. The imp- the original implementation of it was so fucking br- like, that's how deep this game was. Yeah. So someone was saying that they did spaceships could land. Well, at the very very end, so you could land in space. You could have a spaceship in atmosphere during the last few weeks of the game's life. They shut it down because of Star Wars: The Old Republic came out. There was a contractual obligation that EA had an exclusive license to Star Wars games, and they legally had to shut down Galaxies because SWOTOR was being launched. That's the only reason it was shut down, is because the lawyers. But they released a ton of features. You could fly in atmosphere. You could do it like it was this huge list of cool stuff that they just like, fine, here you go. Go nuts. It's going to be churned off anyway. Whatever. Um, but yeah, they had a whole bunch of stuff planned for it. If if EA hadn't signed that exclusive agreement, there may be a Star Wars Galaxies 2 
today. But the original designer was Raf Koster, mm-hmm. who designed the original Ultima online. Mm-hmm. And the whole thing was a giant social experiment for him. He wanted to see how his main focus was non-combat professions. That you need to... You know, not everyone likes to shoot stuff. And the same same thing in Ultima. You had a, a player-driven economy. And, a, a bunch of, and then this was taken to the next level. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when Trials of Obi-Wan came out, then that's where they went to the NGE. And they simplified <laughs> 36 professions to nine. And one of them was... Click here to be a Jedi, Oof. and and that's when it kind of went to hell. Mm-hmm. Um, and the back and the short back end inside baseball story was they're re-implementing the code base because it was such a spaghetti mess, and the suits didn't want to run two different code bases for another year, so they basically took whatever they had and turned it on with Trials of Obi Wan and said, "Here you go," and it was an absolute mess. And Spent the next few years re-implementing all the old stuff that hadn't been re-implemented yet in the new code base, mm. but by that time it was kind of too late. Yeah. So, the the there was just so much brilliant in that back back in the day, and it's a situation where a lot of people don't know this. You can still play that game right now if you just go to YouTube and type in in the chat the search whatever Star Wars Galaxies. Uh, now or Star Wars Galaxies in 2021 or 2022, you can see multiple streamers and video makers who there's there there are private server setups <clears throat> and they still play this game. And when you ask them why, the one guy he's like, people ask why I still play this game. It's not because I don't know any better. <clears throat> I keep up to date on all the blah blah blah. I cover this game. I play this. I play that. Uh, people say, well, is it nostalgia? No, there's, there's some things that are jank as fuck. It's a game from 20 years ago, but it's because nothing else gives me all of this. And then he runs through a list of these things that are amazing, that were amazing about that game. And it, it saddens me that that honestly is the case. There is not, you know, you have Eve where you have the most complex, government and crafting system <clears throat> you can imagine but yep. there's no flight model whatsoever you have elite that's the <clears throat> most complex galaxy model ever and has a phenomenal flight model <clears throat> it has no crafting really to speak of no uh it's all just grind it has no ship interiors it has no all of the mmo features of it it's a single-player game that's masquerading as a fucking MMO. You have Star Citizen, who has the promise of so many of these things, but isn't out yet and is a ways from being finished <clears throat> and is currently one system. Like, it's 20 fucking years later, and nothing can touch this game that was that, that you know, officially ended 11 years ago. Mm-hmm. And it's like, holy shit... I hope that five years from now, we're talking about how Star Citizen did fulfill the promise of that. And I hope that it inspires a dozen other projects to continue that legacy and to advance it. Because, like, this is, I think, Tweaked hasn't really hopped in on this this conversation so far. But, A, everything that's in here that they were talking about they're doing like this is all the shit that he loves and b he is the biggest star wars fanboy i know like holy shit tweaked honestly in 2003 2004 i was on i 
believe I had gone to Xbox at that point in time from probably the PlayStation 2. And I was probably playing Mass Effect. But I can say that Star Wars Galaxies is the only game before Star Citizen that I remember turning my head to the PC gaming world because I remember seeing... It was either a commercial or I saw an ad in a magazine. I don't remember where I saw it, but it was... You can be what you want to be, go where you want to go, and it was all Star Wars, and I was like, I should be playing this. Mm. And then I forgot all about it because I couldn't play it. And in listening to you describe it at the beginning of this video, or of this, this segment, if I didn't know better, I would thought you were describing Star Citizen's building, because that is what Star Citizen is building for the most part. They're trying to get all of those different career paths, so you you don't have to do combat, you don't have to go mining, you don't have to do anything you don't want to do. Mm. They're trying to bring in the persistence and all of the, you got to prepare for your missions and all that kind of stuff. So they're doing a lot of good things in that regard. Mm -hmm. But I'm with, I think Rain said it earlier, just yeah. these devs were ahead of their time creating something that in depth with a, with a market that intertwined with everybody, you know, a living, breathing universe in that regard that nobody has matched since. Mm-hmm. There was another game that I played called Worm Online, and Worm Online was actually one of the first games that Notch built, and he had built it with another friend, and it's JavaScript. There's two versions of it on Steam. Hmm. There's regular Worm Online and then Worm Unlimited, and Worm Unlimited you can do is like single player by yourself. And it's Java, and again, it's like Star Wars Galaxy's level of graphics. It's, it doesn't look pretty at all. But they had a complete open form system where like if you want to build a sword you gotta you gotta make the blade and you've gotta make the hilt and you've got to put the thing together and you've got skills and stuff and one of the things they did was when you spawned in as a new character you'd have one of the skills in the game was marked for you and you'd have to find that skill and mine was a shipwright i was actually when i logged in my character had a little marker that said that I could take the shipwright skill beyond what other people could take that skill to. And so I, I went out and I explored and I built my home and I built my dock and I was actually making boats for people. And somebody tells me one day, we're just <coughs> chatting, that there's a blacksmith, a good 20-minute trip down south, down the water from where I live, who does the best swords and the best armor in, on the server. Hmm. And I take a trip down there and get to talking with this guy. And I'm like, well, I'm a shipwright. And he's like, well, I'm a blacksmith. And I'm having trouble getting my supplies to people because my name is growing and people are getting farther and farther out. And, and I, I don't have a, a, good, a good way to get out. And I said, well, I'll tell you what, I'll build you a ship. If you, if you, you know, set me up with a sword, a shield, and a set of armor. And we kind of, you know, virtually shook on it, and, and I made a friend, like, off of... And I, the reason I'm talking about this is because, like, these games that are like, hey, you made this. You dug out the ground and built your house, and you built the ship, and this other person built made this, and you made friends, and now you're chatting on TeamSpeak, and then 10 years later, you have each other's phone number and you're real-life friends. This is why these games last. This is why I think Star Wars Galaxies is still alive and, and why Eve is 20-something years old because, like, uh. 
when when a game is built around allowing you to make things and be invested in the world, mm. I think that's what Elite was always missing, was I never felt a part of that galaxy. You know what I mean? So I never felt a part of it. So going around the, the horn, not putting any words in anyone's mouth, but just asking you honestly, everybody, what do you see... A, number one, do you see anything that you think, man, this is close to being a spiritual successor to Star Wars Galaxies? Number two, like, what is it, if there is anything? And number three, <clears throat> what would you like to see <clears throat> added to the market, either a whole new game or uh, an area added to an existing game, if something is close to it, that you think, like, <clears throat> I, I, I want to see this, I want to see that. What do you think would be a fitting successor to galaxies tweet i don't i can't see anything other than star citizen really listening to what you could do in galaxies and the things that you can do in any of the games now i don't i don't really think anything comes close okay. you pointed out elite's shortcomings already and star citizen gives you you can you can go down a list for star wars galaxies and star citizen can check off a lot of those boxes it, they can't check them all off yet but again still years away from being finished so now uh, i love I, I love those types of games those simulation games where you have to like survive and be thoughtful and and mm. plotting and all that kind of stuff and it's been a lot of years since I've felt invested in one to that kind of level with that kind of detail in it. So, mm. Wolf? Um, I mean, I got I to gotta really go with Tweet. I mean, I don't have an entire width and breadth of different gaming knowledge. I mean, hell, I've, I've learned more about different games just hanging out the Discord server uh, with you guys and, and it's like, oh, they made a uh, reference to this. I gotta go go Check to YouTube or Google or whatnot and figure out what's going on. Like, there's... I I never played Star Wars Galaxies. It, um... I, I was never an MMO type person for mm -hmm. the longest time and honestly the only mmo i've liked in in recent times um having played uh some of the uh what was it it was a korean rpg um aeon no black um black desert that one and then uh guild wars 2 okay. like, it just it's, it's crafty is for me and i've been playing new world and it's kind of been a a a little bit of a time waster just just do something fun game but it's it's been fun but i've been i'm really interested to see just how much of these different elements from star wars galaxy makes their way into star citizen because i really you know looking through it watching watching a few videos before the show it's like wow that this kind of looks like it's on the same sort of trajectory. And to me, that's awesome because it's going to add a huge breadth to the game in addition to having a flight model and different things that you can do like as a first person, not being abstracted away from it, a la uh, Eve's uh, style of gameplay. Mm. But it just... 
it's a huge project. It's it's absolutely all-encompassing, and <clears throat> after Star Citizen does that and releases, I'm curious to see how many people try to pick up the torch to do their own thing, mm. or if Star Citizen stays the, the man isolated on the desert island, mm. um, which... If it draws the people and it stays good and it's got longevity, is great. But this is a microcosm of a of a game style in and of itself, i.e., space games. But having this amount of complexity and do only the things you want, how you want, and you can find that rewarding, is also kind of a bit of an outlier in things. Mm. So. I'd love to see sort of a paradigm shift happened where more different types of games gather the ability to become more, mm. if you're understanding what I'm trying to say. I'm, oh. I'm horrible with words right no, now. No, 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 I get it. I get it. Uh, Rain. Um, you know, there's there's bits and pieces out there because you know I'm the one that does the the exploration of of the games, and so I've seen you know Starship Evo and Space Engineers and Purian and mm. all these games that let you build things or you know have big galaxies to explore or whatever. Because Empyrean has a galaxy; it's like ten thousand systems to explore. But just like Tweaked and just like Wolf, the the only thing that hits all of the buttons is star citizen and i just my hope my dream is i'll be the first person to find this jump point in this system and go through it and the first person to discover a brand new star system and the first person to set foot on a world mm. and just that <clears throat> that ultimate dream of the trekkie of exploring strange new worlds mm. and going where no one's gone before. That's my hope. Oh, and I would like some crafting, please. So outside of the desire for some, you know, science crafting and true exploration, Star Citizen's the only thing we got. I'm sorry. It just, I agree with everybody else. Mm. Chad. I'm sure you know my answer. Um, <clears throat> yeah, Star Citizen. I, mean, I still have my Star Wars Galaxies Collector's Edition box. Mm. Um, and there are three emulators that I'm aware of. There's Star SWG Legends, SWG Restoration 3, and mm -hmm. SWG EMU. Mm -hmm. You can Google them all. You can find copies of Galaxies online, and there you can get them through other ways and sail the high seas. Go with Legends. Um, Go with Legends. Yeah. No, sorry. <laughs> but uh, they all have different approaches to it, but they all work. Mm -hmm. um, they all have a stable population, and... Uh, is is a super fun game and it can be super involved. Mm. Um, there, I mean, they had you could be a, a creature handler and train creatures, and they could fight for you, and you could have droids fight for you. I mean, there is so such a breadth and depth of professions and things to do uh, for combat and non-combat in the game that today, well, you know, not Eve withstanding with all of its non-profession non-combat professions. Most games just don't bother with mm -hmm. it's. It's like pick up a sword and start hacking because that's all you're going to be doing for the next decade. Yep, hundred um, percent. Elix. Yeah, so I I think the the inspiration for a lot of the 
the ground elements and the sort of the, the larger economy, even though it's going to be, a, there's going to have a lot of NPCs involved in it. That's very clearly come from Star Wars Galaxies. Because if you look at it, like it was shut down in 2011. Mm. Chris Roberts started talking to Crytek probably in 2011 mm. about getting what we now know as the initial trailers and stuff for Star Citizen off the ground. Mm -hmm. um, and I think the the reason why we have not, why the industry is not full of sandbox MMO games like Star Wars Galaxies. They're hard. Well, they're hard, but there's two, there's two dates that matter. Star Wars Galaxies came out in June 2003. World of Warcraft came out in November 2004. Mm. World of Warcraft is a theme park MMO where players have very little control over things except for what the developers allow them to have control over, like market board pricing, mm -hmm. no, the auction house, and selling player services, which at this point amounts to pay to win, have somebody do dungeons for you. Mm -hmm. um, but never mind that. And that's way easier to monetize and way more approachable than, hey, you have to actually talk to a player to get your shit repaired. Mm. Not everybody wants to do that. Not everybody is willing and comfortable online to do that. Um, but what I'm, you know, but very clearly, you know, Star Citizen is not aiming for just being another bland market, you know, sort of another turd that hits down and go, yep, that's the same as everything else. Roberts is not satisfied with that. And so I think there's, he's building on his past developments as wing commander and freelancer, because that's, that's squadron 42 in the PU essentially. But because we've got procedural planets, we're throwing some star Wars galaxies into the mix because mm. why not? Um, you know, he very clearly wants to be, have the game. You know, yeah. Yep. So, like, the, you know, for me, it's just been, always been like, this is obvious. The more that they talked about the ground game, the more obvious it was that this was kind of the, the Star Wars galaxies that didn't get to happen. Especially now that galaxies is, the, the official live service galaxies is dead, so who's going to get mad? for them copying the general concepts without taking any of the intellectual property. Mm. So, so, so there you have I'm it. I'm just hoping they do it, but go ahead. There you have it, folks. Everybody, I went around, asked everybody, and basically everybody's response is, yeah, Star Citizen is, is the only thing that sort of could be looked at potentially as a spiritual successor to Star Wars Galaxies. And Star Citizen is still years from being done. So who knows if it will actually live up to that potential. And the fact that over 10 years, over a decade after Star Wars Galaxies was yanked, we're still at a point where the answer is this one game could potentially be the spiritual successor to it, if it lives up to its potential, but we are years from knowing whether or not that will be the case, breaks my heart. There, Star Wars Galaxy should be a game that's still up now, 
and there should be five other flavors of that that are challenging for it. Eve <clears throat> gets all of the government and 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 crafting and being able to drop your own, you know, pos or fortizar or whatever anywhere. Gets all of that right. Has no flight model whatsoever and is mixing all sorts of of things to that would be needed to be there. Has no ship interiors. Has no <clears throat> so many other things. Elite has the galaxy model and fucking and the flight model and fucking nothing else. Star Citizen has so many potential things, but almost none of them complete yet. Everything is always like, well, here's tier whatever of this. And in four to five years, it'll be this, that and the other. But in fairness, and I'm not trying to be a shitty person to, to Star Citizen, but the fact of the matter is, is. I've heard many developers tell me, oh, in three to five years, we're going to give you this, that, and the other. Go back and watch videos of David Braben talking about how you were going to be able to do this inside your ship and do that and do stowaway and hunt dinosaurs from inside your fucking cockpit and land on strange new worlds and blah, 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 and all this shit. And none of it came true. None of it. Now, in Star Citizen's defense, I'll say this. They've already said shit that everybody went, oh, fuck you. That's never going to happen. They're like, hey, man, we're going to have a planet that's just basically one fucking city planet. It's going to be this massive. It's going to be like that uh, uh, Trantor or whatever from from what? from from uh, uh, Foundation where it's going to be a whole planet that's all covered in one big city. And everybody was like, fuck you. You're never going to do that. They did it. So, like, when when you come across situations where – you know, I'm not trying to be disrespectful and saying these guys aren't going to do it. I'm just going to say I've been lied to, not by them, but I've been lied to by other people plenty. So, and while I won't say lie, I will say they have missed a lot of marks with regard to time frames and stuff. So, who knows? It's all a big up in the air. And the fact that I can't point to five solid things right now that are whatever is 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 a little bit heartbreaking to me. You know, so much of all of the stuff that we talked about, like you have a lot of it in No Man's Sky. But let's be honest, No Man's Sky is another single player slash co-op game that is pretending to be an MMO. Like No Man's Sky, I love that game, but it's not really an MMO. It's a single player slash maybe co-op slash... If you do a lot of pull a lot of strings, you could get together with, you know, five or six of your friends, but right. it's not an MMO. That's so easy. <laughs> it's not really an MMO. And it just nothing nothing that exists right now does what Star Wars Galaxies did over a decade ago. And that needs to be acknowledged and saluted because those guys had fucking they had lightning in a bottle with that game. And I want to call out one comment in the chat. I didn't see who it was, but somebody commented a while back. Wait a second. You mean they piled spaghetti code on top of spaghetti code and just released it and it didn't work out so well? Where have I seen that before? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's an Odyssey owner right there. Um, all right. So that's our conversation. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you maybe learned a little something about it. Like I said, go YouTube search Star Wars Galaxies and see some of the amazing shit. Yes, you're going to see 2003 graphics. Just fucking prepare yourself for that. But look at, get past that and look at the shit you could do in that game. Look at the shit that Chad went in detail about, you know, his ex-wife was the number one chef on the server and was sought out for that. 
the amazing resource gathering shit that you could do. All of like, ugh, just so good. Uh, let's go around the table. Let everybody closing thoughts and or say goodbye. Let's start with Elix. Well, just remember to always treat people like people unless they're treating you like an asshole, in which case, fuck them. Hell yeah. Uh, Chad. I can't wait to see the future of Star Citizen and other projects. I mean, Star Citizen can't be the only only fish in the pond. Other companies need to step step up and compete, and it'll it'll make everyone better because competition makes everyone do better. Big true. Rain. Um, I've enjoyed the show. I thought it was a good show, and uh, yeah, I agree with everybody else. I think. I don't know. I, I hope Star Citizen lives up to the legacy of Star Wars Galaxies. Uh, Wolf. Be awesome to each other. There are plenty of games to play, plenty of friends to make, and plenty of time to spend when you're not stuck in IRL to do those things all over again. Hell yeah. And Tweak. Yeah, we spent a lot of time tonight talking about the distant future of Star Citizen, but the very near future of Star Citizen is what has me most excited. 3.17 is likely to hit first wave PTU within days, which means it's that much closer to getting released to live. And it's it's becoming a much more game-changing patch than anybody expected it to be, say, two weeks ago. So I'm very excited for what that's going to bring. Hell yeah. All right. Um, like I said, hope you enjoyed the conversation. We'll see you guys next week to talk more space stuffs. I did promise last week that the show would go back onto the the show would be making it back onto the podcast format as well as the YouTube's, and I did honor that you know promise. So we're gonna keep up with that. So you'll see it back in the podcast feed again. I've been I was super super busy, but I'm making the arrangements to have it done all right uh we'll talk to y'all later we love you good night peoples